This is Sibling Talk with Mary Jo Tumer and John Paulette. Commentary from a progressive point of view. Hello, this is John Paulette. And this is Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, Mary Jo. Mary Jo, I'm going to put you on the spot right at the beginning. All right. Every night throughout this coronavirus thing, we turn on our televisions, and I know both you and I do it, and we watch this press conference that the president does. And I have to ask you a question. Not only should you and I be watching it, should the press even be covering this thing? So yesterday, last night, I turned it off. After the pillow guy started talking and basically doing an ad for his company and then went off script to praise Jesus and praise Jesus for giving us Trump. And I I just couldn't listen anymore. I thought, this is our time. We're paying for the president to be out there. And it's just not only a rally, that's offensive enough, but it's also an advertisement for these companies and his friends. And the misuse of the public space, I really, I had enough that I turned it off and just listened to the news. And it's interesting, I was just before came up to do this, um, listening to the beginning of uh, Meet the Press with Chuck Todd, and he intimated that they would cut away from it and go back to news. Exactly how they're going to do that, I'm not sure. But I think MSNBC, CNN, they're starting to get pressure to not cover what are essentially political rallies, very little news. And it's also an opportunity. And that's the other thing that offends me about it. It's press. It's Trump's opportunity to beat the press up. He loves sparring with the press. And it's his opportunity to do that and show his base what a tough guy he is. And well, really I guess that's, of- that's what I wonder about is why does the press keep cooperating uh, with this? Uh, or is there nothing they can do? Is He's the president. He's news you have to cover. Isn't that what they say? I mean, you know, as some of them have taken a position, we're not covering the tweets anymore. But then the counter to that is, but he is the president. They are official statements. Shouldn't we be covering them? I think the, the press has had a horrible time the past few years trying to figure out how to cover him. And frankly, he's better at the game than they are. That's his, well, that's his, you know, where I was talking about his superpowers. One of his superpowers is knowing how to manipulate the press. Well, it is. And it's kind of amazing to watch what's happened. I don't know how many months it was since the White House had had a press conference, but it was a very long time. I mean, it's virtually the whole time that this woman, Stephanie, whoever she is, uh, has been the uh, press secretary. She never had conferences. So they never do that. But all of a sudden, Donald hits on, I'm sorry, the president hits on this thing that he can have a nightly nightly show of his own, just like being back with the, uh, the apprentice. And when he does, there's something about him that is such an, in, oh, like a born TV producer that he figures it out. I've got this. 
and I've got this show and these are the things I, I can do with it. Am I being too cynical here or is that roughly no, what's happening? I think that's what's happening. And it's interesting. You see that when you watch him like, okay, Anthony, you come up and now Pence, he didn't let Pence talk last night. I mean, he is producing the entire show. And when he was that Sunday night, he started talking about his ratings I thought, this is what it's about for him. This is the game that he plays. Like, wow, I'm getting better ratings than the (laughs) final of The Bachelor. Also, that that's his, you know, his cultural touchstone, you know, is both laughable and it's frightening because people are tuning in to listen to what's happening and how things are, how the government is moving ahead and protecting us from the coronavirus and it's really his opportunity to continue to do what he can't do in rallies. And I read that somewhere that this is, he figured out this is a way to, you know, keep himself in front of his people and voters because he doesn't have rallies and he just gets a kick out of it. Well, and I wonder if his staff has figured this out as well. You know, we kept hearing in the months uh, around the impeachment and these kind of things, that the staff knew they had to get him out to rallies and that that would give him the kind of psychic energy. It distracted him. It kept him busy. And maybe they figured out the same thing. Listen, these things may not be perfect at night, although we ought to note that his approval seems to have gone up. And I wonder what role they played. But the staff may think, whatever it does certainly doesn't hurt us and we get 45 minutes of free tv every night that's a great point and speaking of impeachment did you hear what mcconnell said today no he was being interviewed by our favorite ohioan hugh hewitt and he said that um the impeachment distracted trump the federal government from taking care of the coronavirus problem. It was Adam Schiff's fault. Absolutely. And Nancy Pelosi. I mean, it was inevitable. I've been thinking about this, but even I did not want to articulate that thought that sooner or later they were going to say that. And they couldn't help themselves. McConnell couldn't help himself. I'm surprised it wasn't one of the other sycophants like Nunes, but... Um, so, and you know, Trump may have said that. It's true because there's a million and one ways to look at that. First of all, <clears throat> there were meetings about it. Schumer had said, we need to be doing something about this. And that was in January during the hearings. But it's going to give them the talking point they need to why they didn't do anything. But that's a risky strategy, John, because it just demonstrates what we knew is that which Trump cannot walk and chew gum at the same time. Well, it is a risky strategy because saying, okay, there's a reason we didn't do anything is still saying we didn't do anything. Right. It perhaps has a reason for it, but it's still admitting that. And there are a lot of things the American people have been willing to accept in presidents, not just in Donald Trump, in in other ones. But being totally powerless during a crisis 
is not something that we're willing to accept. And I think that's his greatest danger. And I, frankly, I think it's part of the problem of the counterpoint of the other thing I wanted to, to ask you about. While we see these meandering commercial infomercials at night, every day, Governor Cuomo goes on and gives what appears to me to be a very, very substantive update. Are you reading this the same way? And do you think people are seeing that contrast? I think they are. And um, to the extent that people are watching it, because it's on at noon, he's on around noon or noon Eastern yeah. time. But it's true. I mean, if you want to get some uh, information, not just about New York, but the virus, you know, and how it's affecting the medical um, community around the country, Cuomo does that, but the thing he does, and surprise, surprise for Andrew Cuomo, with a lot of heart and a lot of empathy and a lot of, of himself and how he feels personally. Today he was talking about his brother, Chris, who's been, um, who has the virus, about how he's worried about his mom. Uh, you know, that's what leadership does. It steps away from the abstract for that moment to say, I understand what you're feeling because my family is feeling this too and is worried about this as well. So Cuomo is really giving the whole picture and the, to your point, the, um, the counter to Trump's leadership, it's stark, really stark. And I'm sure Trump is not happy about that at all. No, and it's, I think it's one he did not see coming. He felt he knew how to take on Joe Biden. Biden, because of his own maybe admirable combination of feelings that you shouldn't get in the way of a chief executive, you should show respect, whatever set of things are driving Joe Biden. He does a little talking now, but he's mostly staying in his basement. But Cuomo is not. He's out there and he's doing everything short of calling Donald Trump weak and a liar. And maybe he's even calling him that. Well, it's interesting, too, because he's an executive acting like an executive. Joe's in a whole different space, right? Because he's on the sidelines trying to get into the game. But Cuomo is demonstrating to us what a really effective executive looks like. And, and Trump just, he doesn't have it in him. I'm nope. convinced of that. Well, and we come to the end of our time. And fortunately, just in time, because despite everything I said, I'm going to go immediately to watch the president do his press. I know, we can't, we can't help ourselves. <laughs> no, we can't. Talk to All you right, tomorrow. Bye.